Welcome to the Felicity Fueled Podcast, here to deliver you the highest quality fuel for living your best life. If you like it, feel free to subscribe and thank you again for your support. Please note that any information or advice on this podcast from the host or guests should be used at your own risk. The Felicity Fueled Podcast assumes no responsibility for the decisions of the listeners. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's been a little while since I have had a podcast. I apologize for that. I've just been really preoccupied lately with a few different things going on in my life, trying to make the most of this time that we have during the pandemic. One of them has been uh, my program I am doing right now. It's uh, it's a yoga teacher certification program I'm doing online. So by September, I should have that certification so I can start teaching my own classes, which is amazing. But it's been pretty time consuming in a good way. But I've been reading a lot and doing all these online classes and just studying my ass off and really trying to embrace uh, this new opportunity for me to add to my career. So I'm pretty excited about that. But on the other end, I had a very nice chat with my friend Ben. He has a podcast called Tantra Punk. And I have spoken to him before on his podcast a few years ago now. And he reached out to me again and asked if I wanted to do another one. And I said, absolutely. And I also have a podcast now as well. So we can both put it up there. So we kind of talk all about sexuality and awareness and having self-control and just my journey having worked in the adult industry and coming out of it and now pursuing what I really want to in life and focusing on that and just that whole path that I have taken throughout the years and what I've learned from it and I really hope that you guys like it and maybe learn a few things or just just maybe open your perspective and see things in a a different light or maybe just feel enlightened about it. So a little bit about Ben. Um, He does a variety of things. He's an artist of different mediums. He's a certified tantric counselor. He's worked in the adult industry. He's a certified permaculture designer, filmmaker, author. He's wrote several books. And um, he's just really trying to enlighten people about sexuality and trauma and he's the path of a wounded healer I guess you could say Um, he loves to help tantric seekers discover the infinite source of divine love from the above and the eternal power and wisdom from the earth below that is a very lovely thing that he wrote in his bio I'm just looking at this now but he provides private coaching and counseling sessions online and his writings, music, podcasts, videos, and contact info can all be at www.tantrapunk.com. So anyways, moving forward, I hope you guys enjoy this and I will touch base in a little bit, but talk to you soon. I'm being joined today by Felicity Feline, who is, uh, been, has been on the podcast before as um, we talked about the path of a holistic porn star. Uh, she stood out to me um, seeking fellow sort of conscious folks, 
some people who are into spirituality, light work, natural living, yoga, all you know, yoginis. It's they um, they're out there, and I've had uh, some very good luck. Uh, I've been very diligent about seeking um, kind of righteous, uh, cool folks out there, and and so Felicity was one of the outstanding rock stars of that of that um, that experiment. And we did that episode. Now it's been I don't know. It feels like it's been a few years, and it was really a game changer to have your perspective. And I I think we left on a really really positive note of, of um, hope and, and inspiration that, that you would be able to um, continue to grow in your path of kind of natural living consulting and, and, uh, and also hopefully bringing more holistic consciousness to your fellow uh, performers on set and just um, also continue with your, your music career as a drummer and, uh, and many other, many other, um, forms of leadership that you've taken that are really outstanding so that's just kind of like my little refresher on on where we left off and and i would just love to hear you kind of um give us a refresher on um what you've been up to and and how things have evolved and we'll probably zoom into some details along the way that was a fabulous introduction thank you (laughs) flattered um yeah i mean i was gonna actually just laugh when you said how we met I forgot how we met it was a long time ago but I've uh well what can I say I've evolved a lot since last time we've spoke which is a positive thing I would say because I like the direction that my life has gone to and continues to go and uh we've like we were talking about before we started recording you stopped by and saw my band play. Uh, since we last spoke, I'd say music has really taken a more serious direction for me and also nutrition and the health community. Whereas I would say that working in the adult industry has sort of really put itself on the back burner, which is what I wanted to do. and. Because really, it was never my passion. It was just an opportunity that I had, and it was a job, and it was a way to make an income and have a flexible schedule. But it's a difficult industry to navigate through when you have bigger dreams on the horizon. So that's always been sort of difficult for me uh, to deal with because I never really wanted to do porn as my main choice of career it just kind of happens and I had to go with it because once you're in it you're in it so you might as well make the best of it because otherwise you'll probably want to shoot yourself in the head (laughs) maybe not literally but maybe so um it's very volatile and it's you know I have mixed feelings about it but my goal was to really just save some money and get my shit together and pursue my real passions which is music and nutrition and so you know i i've since then got a certification in nutrition counseling life coaching um so that has allowed me to take professional uh usage of it and i can see clients and i've opened a sort of side business doing that which is great extra income and soon I would like that to sort of take the meat of my means of making a living 
Um, so I'm just starting to build that. And that's really within the past year. Um, it's been going well and I don't really even promote it. I kind of just get clients through word of mouth and people email me directly and that's been going well. And then I am training right now to get my yoga teaching certification. So I'll have that by hopefully September. It's an online program because of the whole COVID thing. Normally it would be like a month or two immersion, but it's taking a little bit longer since it's online, which is fine because I'm happy to go at a slower pace. And so, yeah, my goal is to finish that by September and then I can start teaching classes doing that and hopefully fuse the two together. And I've been also studying to get my personal trainer certification, which I have my exam in August and that's been very difficult. I'm not really a gym person. I, I work out outside and I swim and I do yoga and I dance. I'm more of a, I, my approach to physical fitness is a little different. I'm not like a gym rat or anything. So I was sort of hesitant to go down the personal fitness route, but I'd like to just have that certification too, to have that trifecta. So um, yeah, that's what I've been really focusing on. And even though the whole COVID ordeal made things really difficult uh, for, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, for everyone, I was kind of blessed in a way because it allowed me to sort of focus on things that I normally would have been really distracted to get done, like doing the yoga course, because that's really time consuming. And it's a lot of studying and practicing and just doing inner reflection work. And that's hard when, you know, you're an, you're an entertainer and I'm doing music and I'm traveling and I'm doing all this crap, you know, and every day is an adventure. So I've sort of just buckled down a little bit and have been really uh, getting shit done <laughs> the past seven months. Um, so I've been making the most of it. But yeah, and then with the music, I've been continuing to just practice at home. My new, my new band, which you did not see, you saw my old band, uh, we... It was kind of a long story, but basically uh, I quit my do metal band of two years. I was with them for over two years and it was hard, but we were just going in different directions and I felt a disconnect with us. And long story short, I quit and um, went a different path. And after that, I, I got offered an opportunity to play with Distorted Pony, which is an old noise rock band. They were playing 20, 30 years ago and they did a reunion tour and uh, asked me to fill in because their drummer is, is playing for ministry now. So that was a really cool opportunity. And I had to learn 12 songs to do a bunch of shows with them. And um, that went really well. So, but then the whole COVID thing happened. So the music sort of took a halt. And then I was in this other project too, Circle of Size, which is like a psychedelic metal band froggy um we were doing some shows and then i have a two-piece band called constraints of light which we're doing an ep right now and that is sort of post-metal sludge uh heavy heavy stuff um so we've been doing that and we got a lockout the two of us so we were rehearsing couple times a week in Van Nuys at Sound Studios, but we're paying less now to just share a lockout between the two of us. So I have my, my drum set at home so I can play at home. And then I have the drum set in the lockout so we can play there. So that's been awesome. 
I've been immersed in music and just, I've been producing electronic music. I put out two albums uh, this, the past six months during COVID. Um, I put out an EP. I've just been getting all my creativity out and just trying to make the most of the time. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, I guess, where I'm at at this point. So sorry, I just talked your ear off, but no, that was amazing. There's so much. To, there's so much to to zoom into there, and it's like if you're listening to this and you haven't already slit slit your wrist because you're like, um, I quit life because I'll never compare. I'm not worthy. That's how I feel hearing about everything you've accomplished, and uh, oh. and I'm really, I'm just really awesome. I mean, seriously, because I hear so many people have this thing they call the toolbox fallacy, where it's like, yeah, I'll get around to like you know pursuing this dream, but you know I need the right. I need the, I don't have a guitar, so I can't be a guitarist. I don't have a drum, you know what I mean? It's like, no, you have to, I mean, you told the story of you did the facial abuse scene so that you could get money for a motorcycle. And that is like trading, you know, you're like in that war zone with, you know, all of these forces so that you could fucking get your like, um, <laughs> your wheels and like have freedom and, and be liberated. And, and it's like, that that's a fierce spirit of bravery and boldness that most people are too timid and they just they're just jealous of other people's success oh it was so easy it's like no i can tell you put in a lot of effort and you've you fought a lot and won a lot of battles to to be where you're at and uh and it sounds like you know you hear the word renaissance man thrown around a lot but you're definitely like a renaissance woman having accomplished all these things and there's so many things i can relate to um about trying to be holistic in these environments and industries and sort of scenes where like the vibration can be sometimes really low and like the the diet the, the nutrition and dietary you know habits can be very toxic and also it's like touring everybody wants every it's wherever you are if it's tuesday night in middle america they're gonna party like it's friday and saturday night and they want you to party with them so everybody in that world gets dragged down to this like nightly partying thing and if you're not like straight edge or something it's really hard to keep your shit together and that's why people get destroyed so i mean for you to be representing all the things that you do and being able to walk between these worlds and be very um elegant and and safe and 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 growing and like you know just having the freedom to do what you want to do i think that's like really living a dream and so uh, yeah first first of many questions that come up for me is like I really think a lot of spiritual people, healer people, like they're all, many of them, I shouldn't say they're all, I should say many of them are very sexually inexperienced and or repressed and and they're bringing that stuck energy and that frustration and that sort of undeveloped weirdness into healing practice. And I see the potential for someone like you who has experience like you've you've probably lived a lot of your fantasies. You've probably explored like the, the, the limits of extreme, you know, uh, sexuality and sort of found your, your niche within yourself. And you can now show up to people and, and you've been there and you've kind of gone down a path of, of pretty wild, you know, freedom and sexual liberation. And so I'm curious if some people would say, if you come from porn, you know, you limit your, your options to be a professional doing anything else like you're stuck there forever and you're breaking that that um, myth you're busting that myth and I would love to hear you just talk about 
if you have like a marketing strategy or branding strategy to incorporate and not like deny or try to like shun your past or like explain it away. Like I had to do what I had to do. No, it's like I did that because I wanted to. And now I have this much more value to give to you as someone who's walked that path. Like, could you talk about your your strategy and your mindset when it comes to being like a, you know, be I don't, I don't want to say post porn, but like a, a beyond or a transcending porn to be yeah, the, the, the post-porn or the transcendent porn yoga instructor. I love it. I would want to have all of my female lovers train with you, you know, <laughs> and study with you if you have that under your belt. So please, yeah, take, take it away. Yeah, well, um, thank you. Those are some really nice things to hear. But, I mean, I, I just want to say, you know, I, I try to appreciate everyone's path. You know, my path, I'm, I'm a person, uh, person, I'm a person that has several intense passions and I have a very intense personality. So that's why I throw myself into different outlets. Sometimes I wish that I just stuck to one thing only because then I would probably be a complete master at it. But I have always had several outlets that I love so I have to divert my time into ways where I can sort of be successful in different avenues. And sometimes that's really difficult. Um, and really, you know, I guess I'm starting to realize that the path that I fell into so far in life was sort of, well, when I was young, I got the opportunity to do adult modeling and was able to make a living from that for, you know, at an early age, I was able to get my shit together and save money, but it gave me a sort of sense of security because I was smart with my money and I wasn't impulsive. And I put that into building my dreams, you know? So I, I bought music equipment. I stabilized a house, you know, like, or like just a situation where I could, do these things I love and be secure about it instead of, you know, being that alley cat that I was when I first moved to LA at 22 and was running all over the place. Always, you know, I, I was seeking a goal and that goal was to stabilize myself so I could do everything I wanted. And sometimes that's difficult at an early age, but I genuinely had good intentions. And I knew that like, okay, I'm shooting porn right now, but this is not really what I want to do, but I can be good at it and I'm going to put everything I can into it. And then I'm going to build what I want from this. Some people get sort of stuck in it because it's an easy industry to sort of make money from if you're smart and you know, you build a following and sometimes it gets to your head and people make decisions that they later regret. And I made a lot of decisions that I regret, but I can't live in the past and I know that things happen for a reason, but I'd say one of the key things that I've learned, cause I'm, I, I've been on my own for a while, you know, I love my family, but I pretty much chose a lifestyle where my family said, my parents like, look, if you want to go down this path, you can do it, but you're on your own. I mean, we love you, but you're on your own. And I'm happy that it was like that because it forced me to become an adult in, in a world, especially in an industry where there's a lot of people that, as you said, are very low frequency and you have to sort of navigate through that. And I'm a very high energy person. I, I'm extremely empathetic. I feel things sometimes so intensely and it's a curse and a blessing because I have to 
really manage my emotions and use them for good because I can be my own worst enemy very easily. I have a lot of inner fire. And if I don't put that into productive outlets, then I will burn myself. And I have in the past by doing stupid things. So that was a big part of my maturity. Also with like learning to control myself, to control that fire. And that's actually why I really got into yoga because I needed to balance that like masculine feminine energy that I have. And I have a very like aggressive side to me that's, you know, very strong and powerful. And it's that athlete in me. It's that like wanting to get shit done. And, you know, that lawyer, that just that explorer, that side of me that needs to be sometimes just controlled a little bit so I can use it for good use. So I, I really, that was a big part of my process growing, but also discipline. Discipline was the main thing for me. Learning to do the right things. I mean, just save my money, you know, put, put money away, surround myself with the right people, not do drugs, you know, not get into that party scene, not get into the party life. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating to be straight edge, but I live a very clean lifestyle and I have an extremely healthy diet and I'm very careful about what I consume. And that is a big, big thing in my life. Like I am very into that what you eat makes a difference in who you are. It makes a difference in your skin, your eyes, your mind, everything, my body, you know? So these are things I just grasped really earlier on because I realized like health is wealth. If I take care of myself, then I will be able to do what I want. If I don't take care of myself, if I don't have discipline, I'm never going to get there. So I had to really buckle down and learn a few things. And I made some mistakes along the way, but like, you know, for instance, working for companies that I wish I hadn't and exploiting my curiosities on camera where I should have maybe done it privately, but I did what I did. And people can see me in very vulnerable stages at my life, which is not good for me always, but if it helps other people, then okay, you know, then I won't regret it. But uh, yeah, you know, and just different industries, like the entertainment industries. Um, I love to express myself. So that's why I like entertainment and music and acting and all that is uh, sort of conducive to my lifestyle because I love to just express the inner energy I have. It's not necessarily that like I need this attention or approval from other people. It's more of like, I have so much energy in here that I want to give it. I want to give it to the world. And it, it's, that's why I like to tell people and I like to communicate and I like to express myself, like I said, but you know, learning complete self-control and understanding who you are as a person is only going to allow you to give the more and better to others. So like, you know, I was saying, like just really taking care of my body and my mind and avoiding toxicity. I mean, I couldn't even tell you, like I could have easily fell down a bad hole in the beginning of my porn career or even just music and entertainment. You know, I, I could have partied every night and just hung out with the wrong people because the temptation was always there. There was always that. There's always the temptation of becoming a full-time escort or something, you know, like there's always that temptation. People just throwing money in my face saying like, oh, 
come fuck me in this hotel, come do this, come do that. Like once you get into porn and people know who you are, they want that fantasy. So they, you sort of like become bombarded with all this because once you like become a fantasy for people and you sort of objectify <clears throat> yourself in that way, people want that, they want it. And so that was sort of sometimes not easy for me to have to always kind of make the right decisions and stay away from toxicity, even when it's tempting. But I had to stay true to myself. And if there's anything I've really learned from the porn industry, it's that I appreciate connection more than anything else. And like the sex that I've had in porn is not the sex that I want in real life. It, I want to feel connected to someone. I want to feel love and I want to feel my energy intertwining with that person. And I like sensuality and I, I'm actually very vanilla in my real life and in, in my, in real life. Um, not vanilla in the sense that I'm like a square, I'm crude, but I'm just very gentle and calm and loving. And like, I love to just touch and feel someone and know that they're doing that to me. And you know, I don't have like this fantasy of doing all these crazy things. I mean, maybe I did, I was curious about it at one point in my life when I was younger, because, you know, people are curious what things are like, but when I experienced them and it was in a safe environment, I realized like, wow, this is not what I want. This is not what I like, you know? And so it really put things into perspective for me. So I'm blessed in that way that I learned a lot about myself through all these experiences and um the fact that you know people can see them on the internet a lot of people explore their sexuality in private like people don't get to see them on camera experience that but i happen to explore my sexuality for people to see on the internet do i regret that sometimes because sometimes I wish that I wasn't looked at in that way always other times you know I tell myself whatever part of your path you know you you did what you did and you don't regret it you're not a bad person you know just that's just your life but I have some inner turmoil about it so I have good days and I have bad days I have days where I look in the mirror and I'm just thinking like wow you didn't ever you never had to do that you know, you could have figured something else out, but you did that. So what do you really want? You know, and I had to ask myself a lot of questions and do really some deep inner reflection. And a lot of times it was painful. I, I was looking at my demons, like right in the eye. And a lot of people don't want to do that. But I feel like to evolve as a person, which I have really done the past six years, it, that is what you have to do. Like you have to face your demons. And I realized that my demons, they're not my enemies. They're there to tell me this is you and what do you want and figure it out. And it's a blessing really when you have that communication. So I'm much more at peace now, I guess you could say in my life, but the porn industry, <laughs> Or adult industry. I mean, I've made usage of it now, which is good. Like for instance, my only fans and personal sites with my own content, like I can, I pay my rent that way. You know, like I, I don't even have to think it's just this passive income that I have. It's that security, but 
everything comes with a price. So sure, people could say, oh, you kind of chose an easy path, like just having sex on camera and getting, you know, a huge payday for the day. Like all you got to do is show up and do that. But people don't realize it takes a huge toll on you, like physically, mentally, emotionally, and you're putting yourself out there in an extremely vulnerable way that most people don't do. You know, people wouldn't even think of doing that. At least like maybe for their, they could videotape themselves. Like, okay, I mean, this society is extremely narcissistic. Everyone's doing that. But to really put yourself out there, it takes a certain level of thick skin. And sometimes you think, oh, I could do this. And, you know, I don't care what people think. But then once it's out there and you start getting judged, it's fucking hard sometimes. And it really takes a toll on your confidence. So that is not always easy. And then, you know, you add in the fact that as a woman who works in music, and I especially I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of men, you know, even in the health community or yoga, when people know my past sometimes it creates this perspective this this automatic perspective that they have you know that like oh she did that you know or they sort of pre they make some prejudgments which is natural like I get it I'm not mad at these people for thinking that they're they have every right to think how they want of me you know but you have to be ready for that you have to be ready for the fact that some people are not going to accept that. And I've, I have, I've lost a lot of jobs because people found out that I was a porn star, whatever you want to call it, an adult actress. You know, I, I still do. I mean, I can't even tell you like the mainstream media because I love acting. I'm actually decent at it, I'll say. I feel very comfortable in front of the camera a lot of the times and I love acting. But I... Uh, I've lost so many jobs because the media finds out, I mean, these acting agencies, they find out, oh, whoa, she's a, an adult actress and she's done some pretty crazy scenes. When they see that, they're like, hmm, you know? And I, I've like gone through the processes of be, getting on a show and then they do a background check on me and they see Felicity Feline. And it's just like, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, we're not going to move forward in this. Like, and I know it's because of that. You know, I, I've lost jobs in the CBD industry because of it. I've lost jobs in the health industry because of it. And sometimes it sucks. I mean, what am I going to say? Uh, yeah, but you know, it's my past, but it isn't even in my past because I still utilize it. Like I still have my only fans and, you know, I webcam I still do these things. So it's not like I'm completely free of the adult industry. Feli? Oh, right here. Sorry, thought I heard my dog. Uh, I still utilize it because well, I'm in it and I still make money from it. So why not use it? So there's a part of me that's like, I gotta own this, I own it. You know, this is me. If you don't like it, that's fine. But this is me, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, this is my life, you know, and I'm, combining what I can to make the most of this life. So sometimes it's hard, you know, and, and that's why I try to um, make people aware that maybe just think a little bit 
because I was very impulsive at points in my life, which I know why I was, but at the same time, I didn't have to do a lot of the decisions, make the decisions I did. I could have gone down different routes, but I didn't. So if I can at least, you know, these YouTube videos I've made about things you should know before getting into the adult industry, or, you know, I worked for some really abusive sites that was taboo and fetish, but it really affected my life. So I want people to sort of just have that awareness and carry that with them. So maybe they don't do what I did because some people might not be able to handle what I've done. I mean, I was, I've been lucky enough to be mentally strong and emotionally strong to work through a lot of this, but who knows? There might be a woman that decides to shoot for that site that I did for facial abuse and then later on regret it so much that she kills herself. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if a woman hasn't committed suicide after working for that site, because that's how like effective it is at changing your life. I mean, that video probably got billions of views and people have seen me like that. And to kind of know that and then know like your family has seen it or, or, or knows about it, your friends have known, it's like, sometimes it takes a toll on people mentally. And in the moment, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but then the aftermath sometimes is so powerful that it could really ruin someone's life. So I try to be responsible now as far as what I'm promoting. And even like Twitter, I really, you know, Twitter was my main, is my main social media outlet because they're the most, I guess you could say, relaxed when it comes to what you post. And um, not that I, I mean, I guess you could say I used to post more explicit stuff, more so just nudity. Like the nudity, I cut that out. I stopped posting any nudity because I realized, okay, well, I'm not shooting anymore actively. So, you know, except like my own content. So if someone wants to see that, they can go to my, my site. I'm not gonna post this anymore. I don't wanna add any more out there because I've already done enough. I've, I've already made enough impact by having, having done what I did. And I guess now, like as I'm growing up, I wanna just be more careful about what I put out there because it really does have an effect. And I wouldn't want like a young 18 year old girl who's starting to figure out her path in life to do what I did. Because like I said, that might be a huge negative thing for her and she might never recover from it. So having that awareness is important. And I want to be honest about myself. Like I, sometimes I, I, I even ask myself if, if I could go back in time and do things over, I would be kind of curious to see if like what it would be like if I never did porn. Maybe I just focused on nutrition and music and I never even worked in the adult industry. Like where would I be today? But then I can't think like that because it's just like, this is my path and this is my unique life, you know, and it is what it is. But people should just think sometimes before just acting. It's the same thing before speaking, you know, just be mindful about what you say to other people, what you do and be mindful for your body. You know, think like, is this going to have an effect on me? Is this going to help me reach my optimal level of self? Sometimes no. So maybe don't do it.
but if you think this, no, this is really what I want to do. And I think this will be important for me, then do it. But like, listen to yourself. Cause there were times in my life where I don't think I really paid attention enough to my intuition. And then down the road, I had to deal with the, uh, the aftermath. So that was a very long answer. I'm sorry, but I guess, uh, no, you're, you're so on point. No, no apologies. This is really, really important. And so, yeah, if, um, I'll say a few, some thoughts I have uh, in response is just definitely like um, there's a certain psychological aspect of, and it's sort of, um, I think it's a really useful tool to think about what you're describing is something, I don't know if there's an exact clinical term for it, but, um, but the way it's been described to me by priestesses, elders, people who have, who have a lot of, experience um helping people I, I like the term hard dharma like if you come to this planet and you're incarnated into this time and you are strong there's almost this um sort of like a video game where you select a really high difficulty level because you have the skills to 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 actually play at that level and you're going to take on demons that are like much bigger than most people might take on and actually bear those scars to the world and be sort of a living martyr to up level the strength and the resilience of people who maybe don't have that um aren't don't have that uh intestinal fortitude you know from from like from their soul level and so it's when i hear you know that that sort of hindsight is twenty twenty thing and the sort of you can be you know driving yourself crazy thinking about decisions you made when you were younger and I, I think there's just like um something really healing and really redemptive in your you're putting it in your own words and i'll throw in you know these some some words in there of just um being like um if you if you can endure and expose and survive and thrive and transcend some of these experiences you you are doing a net positive thing for the people who are on that edge and if they it's like that person you're talking about who might be trying to kill themselves maybe that's the one who sees you come out of this shining and then they're like oh wow like i could at least start doing yoga or at least start doing some self-care or change my diet even the first tiny little step and that could keep, save their life and who knows where that snowballs from there but it's like that's people say that's like kind of what bruce lee did in martial arts is like he brought this beautiful um repressed and racist sort of um ignored and denied beauty of of chinese culture and of the way that asians were depicted in cinema and he broke a lot of uh, myths and he brought a lot of beauty to the screen and now so many people are training in martial arts and that's affected so many people's lives and it's almost that he single-handedly did that and he created this like superheroic iconic just um uh almost super yeah like a superheroic icon that raises the baseline of what you aspire to so it's like there's only gonna be you know like i don't say this to flatter you to death but it's like the people who take on this hard dharma in a lifetime and then fight through it and survive and make a beautiful art you know of their whole life and experience the extremes and expose themselves to things and come out alive that's what gives other people 
no excuse to step it up at least one notch. You know what I mean? Like if you can do everything you're doing and not be like torn asunder and scandal and, you know, you can still look people in the eye and say that this was, but I also really like the, the, the shift that you're talking about where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I say this to myself sometimes where it's like, there's things that I, I have similar, you know, similar things and decisions I made younger, you know, affiliations or whatnot, just things where I'm like, yeah, that was pretty, um, pretty immature and pretty juvenile. But if you own that as part of your necessary steps to evolve into the person you are now, and you also can say like, yeah, like you said about the nudes and stuff, it's just like, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I've been there, done that. The stuff is there for the people who want it. I can still make a residual income from it and I don't have to be like at war with it and I can still like benefit from it, but I can also grow to the point where it's like, oh yeah, that was, um, you know, that was the, the 1.0 version of me. Now we're talking about version 10.0 and that's why I charge this much for my time and why I wear these clothes and I have this professional, you know, presence. And so I think it's just, it's really impressive and i think that um, so, i'm sorry to to hear you say that uh, you've had some you know setbacks with other people's judgments of you and what that kind of leads me to as another question is like a little a little like sort of prefacing on this question is that like i think there a lot of people have this mystique for around um around uh he did uh, Eyes Wide Shut and Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick as a filmmaker is this sort of gem because he had the ultimate punk rock spirit of like, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to take as long as I want. And I'm going to say, fuck you to the studios. I'm going to be almost a recluse. I'm going to just, you're pro most people won't even know what I look like. And I'm just going to hone in on the art so much that like, I don't it really doesn't matter too much what other people think like he's not beholden to investors he's not beholden to studios he's bootstrapping and pr financing his own productions and having complete artistic control and sharing that with like his family and like the people he likes to work with and and like n keeping integrity to his own passions and like what I see you doing and what I think is like archetypal here about all this stuff is it like you know, the things that were, it sounds like you were compromised on uh, in your journey were those those times where the sort of financial, um, the, 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 the balance of power financially, like if you could have said now, like you could do this and, and even new people can come in doing this where it's like, if you were, if you had total editing control and total creative control and you were writing the scripts and you were, and you had the capital to produce your own content, then you could probably go back and still have done as much porn as you wanted to, but never like release the rights to it, to a third party or to like a producer other than you. And now you're kind of in that, that zone where like you can do whatever you want and you can have full control over that, you know, on every level and and i feel you know i can commiserate with being like man i really wish i i really wish i had always just only done stuff that i was totally in in control over or where i shared control with like a friend or a person i trust or a peer and not like a studio or not like a pimp or whatever you know what i mean like uh whatever it is so i think you're you're exuding all that stuff and uh you know my my question for you is now like could you um help people like let's say you were going to mentor 
you're kind of a default mentor for people coming up. So you, so if, am I correct in this assumption or, or how would you put it in the words of like, if let's say you could, you still had to do porn to get to where you are. But how, if you had the capital, like if someone, if your family had said, okay, this is your path, you're not on your own. This is your path. We accept it. We don't like it. We love you. And here's your trust fund. If you had one or no, I'm saying like, or here's your inheritance or whatever it is. Like, we want you to do this safely. We want you to do it the way you want to do it. And we don't want you to ever compromise and want you to have not have like looming rent or looming bills to make you ever, you know, um, take a step down from your highest, you know, standard for yourself. And you need capital to do that. And not everybody has that. So just as a thought experiment, if you, maybe you could walk through it, like, let's say you're, let's say I'm a young woman wanting to get into the industry and, and, uh, and, but I had, but I didn't need to rely on the income. Like I, I, I was set, like I could afford to do it. I'm like, I want to invest in myself what would you, how would you give advice to somebody who who could do it i guess for yourself like as an exercise how would you I, okay sorry I'm, I'm getting this overcomplicated. if you did go back in time and you had an infinite budget and you still wanted to explore porn and do all that like what would that journey possibly look like and maybe that's something you can also you know inspire other people to do so that they could avoid the pitfalls and learn from your i don't want to say mistakes but learn from your wisdom right well, I guess it's hard a little bit to answer that now because I've grown so much since I was 20. That's eight years, eight years. Like the first time I, the first time I was naked on camera, I think I was, I was 18, but I didn't do video yet. You know, and I was, I was going down that path because I had my own reasons. And, you know, a lot of people don't really know this or would maybe assume this, but I was a really insecure kid. Like I was a huge tomboy and I was very gawky and skinny and I was like a hardcore athlete. And I was always just kind of looked at as like that, the athletic girl, you know, and a tomboy and a, that girl, she, I, I was a great soccer player. I probably could have gotten a full scholarship if I wanted to do that. Um, and, you know, I played percussion. I was a great drummer. And, and this is when I was in middle school, high school, but I sort of became insecure because I felt like, wow, well, like I'm, I'm beautiful, but I'm not looked at in that way. You know, like I'm looked at at this, as this, like I wanted to know what it was like to be a girly girl, you know, and to sort of be looked at as like a feminine beauty rather than like a cute, wholesome tomboy, you know, I wanted both in a sense. And like, I think some girls that grow up like that could relate to this, you know, but I wanted to explore my feminine side because I, you know, I, I mean, I didn't even wear jeans until I was in like ninth grade. Like I was such a tomboy. I just wore band t-shirts and soccer shorts every day or like warm up pants. I mean, I never really showed off my body. I was very just like an athlete. Like I, I looked at my body as a vehicle, you know, it was a vessel and I didn't really think of myself in a sexual way, but like, I was always very open with my physical body. Like I, I would, 
even as a kid, like I was sexual and I didn't even really realize it. Like I was playing Lion King and wanting to like hump stuff. And I just had this like sexuality about me that was very raw and fluid. And that's not a bad thing, but it's knowing how to control it. And when I, I was also a late bloomer. Like I didn't get my period till I was 18 years old because I was underweight and I was flat chested. And I remember going to the doctor when I was 18 and the doctor asked me what my menstrual cycle was like. And I said, I don't have it. <laughs> and I'm 18 years old. And he looked at me, he's like, uh, that's kind of a problem. Like you should have it by now. So they put me on birth control to get it, to jumpstart my hormones, which is the worst thing you could do. Like in retrospect, I mean, that's, that fucks my hormones up. But I went on the pill at 18 and it really just this artificial estrogen just poured into my body, which my body was like, whoa, what is this? You know, and all of a sudden my boobs got really big, really quick. And I started feeling like very feminine and getting all these side effects that I wasn't used to. I hated it. I hated it. I mean, I got my menstrual cycle, but then I went off the pill. And after that, I remember my boobs because they had gotten really big and then they shrank. They always like didn't look the same after that. Like they were never as perky. And that always made me kind of self-conscious. But there was this part of me that was like, I know I'm beautiful. And like, I know I have a different sexuality. Like I know I have a different type of beauty. I'm not just like this wholesome thing. Like I also know I'm hot, you know, and I could be like a cheerleader. You know, I had this con like this complex in my head that I wasn't good enough like that I had to prove myself. And that insecurity led me to modeling because I wanted to like be a model, you know, the complete opposite of what I was doing. And um, just to prove to myself, it wasn't really like I need to prove to people, it was more for myself. Like I wanted to prove that I was good enough to do that too. So I got into that and then I started webcamming and then I got into stripping and I was good at it. Like I remember in college, I was making money dancing and I was very comfortable doing it. Like besides being a little self-conscious about my boobs, other than that, I was very natural at it. And I, I will never forget that. Like I was 18 and just thinking to myself, wow, I'm making money like in this underground way. I mean, I don't, I'm my own boss. Like I don't have to listen to anyone really. And I'm just doing this by entertaining and teasing men. And I'm very good at sales and I'm good at communicating and I can manipulate people very easily if I want to, which is a skill if you use it right. So I kind of said to myself, like, wow, I should keep exploring this path. But I also knew that it was probably detrimental, but there was like this temptation like around it. And I wasn't telling anyone about it. It was a secret. It was like this secretive life. It was the black cat in me, you know, just kind of doing my stuff in the shadows, but then leading a normal life that day. And I created this like, I don't want to say alter ego, but this side of me that was very exploratory of and secret and, you know, which isn't healthy in reality. Like there shouldn't be dualities like that, that are so extreme because then they can conflict. And that's what was happening to me. I was having this like duality happen where I was like, who's, who's more me, you know, like, what, what am I doing? Why, how can I just immerse the two? And so I, 
I probably told this in the other interview, so I won't like do the, but you know, I got offered the opportunity to shoot video. I got approached by this company when I was doing a modeling gig and I thought about it for a long time and I was impulsive and I wanted to buy this motorcycle, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I fell into that and I immediately regretted it. Like I regretted it when it first came out and I thought to myself, Oh my God, what did I do? And everyone started finding out. And I just got made fun of and bullied like you couldn't imagine, you know, and I'm 20 years old, you know, and it was just really difficult for me to handle. And so from there, I felt like I was lost. And I guess that sort of catapulted me into this impulsiveness where I'm like, okay, you know, I got to create my own life. I got to get out of here. And that was basically my initiative to uproot my life and move from the East Coast to go to the West Coast and just start from nowhere and get my shit together and, and create something for myself. Cause I felt like if I didn't do that, I probably would have wanted to kill myself. Like no joke, I was not in a good place. And so giving your answer to your question, I'm sorry, this is heavy, but like, this is just the truth. Oh, this is what we're here for. This is what it's all about on this podcast. So please bring it. Yeah, it's all, all you. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a lot of young women and men at that point in your life, you're extremely fragile and you're subjected to this temptation to do different things or, or the path, you know, especially young women. You know, when you're young and you have this innocence and purity about you, people want to capture that. Like they want that. They want it. Like these men and and other women, but they're, they're, it's like vultures, you know, when you have this radiant beauty and purity and this young, this youth about you, people want that. I mean, that's why people are always chasing the youth, you know, people don't want to get old. It's just a part of our society. So at that age, you know, I would say, I mean, I really think that they should raise the age of shooting porn for several reasons. Cause I think it's creating this like, weird version of like teen girls and and creating this like temptation of pedophilia and like you know how young is too young type thing and you see these girls like 18 starting to shoot and they look like they're 12 or 13 and it's it's fucked up i mean I, i'm i don't i have i will proudly say that i mean i think that they should raise the age because at 18 years old a lot of girls and, and men don't really know what they're doing. Like they, they're very confused about their future. And I was one of them. And I mean, I didn't actually shoot porn until I was 20, but I could have done it at 18. I'm happy I didn't. But so advice, I think someone should wait at least until they're 20 or 21. If, like, if you have to wait till you're 21 to drink alcohol responsibly, you should wait till you're 21 to shoot pornography that's going to be on the internet forever. I mean, there's these young kids, you know, you start drinking, you're 16 and you steal your dad's liquor, you know, and you experience that, like that sickness, like, Oh, I drank too much. Alcohol is disgusting, you know? And you have that like moment where you experiment. You're not doing that on camera for the world to see. You're just hanging out with your friends secretly in the backyard, sneaking some booze, you know, like that's just a, a childhood thing. To, to shoot porn and to get paid for that and then to know that it's going to be on the internet and you're 18 years old. I mean, that is a big deal. And like, I don't think people realize that. 
I mean, like looking back at it, at fucking 20 years old, I, I was all over the place. I was all over the place. And then someone throws me like $2,500 in my face and saying like, oh, we only shoot first timers. Come shoot a porno. You're already posing naked on the internet. You're already a stripper. Why not take it a step further? And I completely fell for that. I completely got a hold of that temptation and I let it take me away. And I wanted that money. And you put that, you put that pressure on a lot of young girls. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard to say no because you're not used to making that money at that age. You know, you're not used to someone offering you this amount of money, like for one thing, like just, oh, I just have to, to shoot a video and it's like a couple hours and then I'm done. I mean, think about that. That's a big deal. I think it's really fucked up for, for people to think it's okay. But I mean, that's just the world we live in. So my advice would be to wait, to wait until you really are stable in your life, like mentally, emotionally, maybe you're even living by yourself or you're, you know, living with a, a significant other or something like you have stability where you are comfortable enough with yourself and your own skin. And you know what direction that you're going in in life before you make a decision like that. I, I think that would be my advice is to seriously wait it out or at least I would rather see if someone was really curious about their sexuality, I think it would almost be safer or, or less impactful that has consequences to maybe go to like a swingers club with a friend or you know, go to an environment where people are very sexually open and there's no judgment and you're stepping in this environment where there's all these people that are like, oh, you know, nude in front of each other or go to like a nude beach, you know, if you've never been there or just, just test the waters with things to really make sure like you're okay with yourself and that environment. Because, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, on, on amateur companies, asking if I want to go shoot a porno in a hotel and it's just you and two other people and you're getting paid $2,500 and it's just a regular boy girl shoot. And you know, most, if you're considering doing a porno, I'm sure that you've had sex a few times and you know, maybe a girl is very sexually active. Like I was, I was very sexually exploratory at, at that age. I mean, I had boyfriends and I, I love to have sex with them. Like I was very comfortable with that. So, the idea of just having sex on camera didn't seem like a huge deal, but I didn't really think about the consequences. So I think, you know, a lot of girls, they might think that maybe they party a lot and they fool around with guys a lot. So they're like, oh, well, you know, I have sex with guys I don't even really like, so why not have sex on camera? But they don't think about the consequences and that like, okay, that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Would you still do that? If you could see in the future that maybe, you know, you realize, oh, I don't want to do porn, but now I have this out on the internet and these companies are going to see that. Or what if, you know, I never, I can never become a lawyer now because I have this porn out on the internet that I did when I was 18. Like, it's just so, it could be so detrimental. And what you said about being like a martyr, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I could really relate to that as far as if you, you know, seeing me that way, because I feel like that, that I look at myself sometimes as 
I'm a maverick. Like I am a, an explorer and I'm a bit of a loner as well, you know, and I've looked at my life as like this experiment where, okay, I am choosing to, at this point in my life, committing to exploring life and then sharing with the world so that I can inspire other people to help them live their best life. And I'm putting sort of my own life out there for people to judge and for people to see. And it is what it is. If you don't like me, you don't like me. If you do, great. That makes me feel good. But my intention is just to inspire people to live a good life and to not die and think right before you die, wow, I wish I did things differently. Like no one wants that. You know, people should be like, wow, I lived a good life. I feel fulfilled. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm content. You know, that should be a goal. It should just to be happy. Like just be happy that you lived a life that you enjoyed. And so I wouldn't want to see someone choose a path, even if like, yeah, you were living at home and you had the security of your parents or a significant other and you don't have to worry about money, but you just wanted to explore your sexuality. There's nothing wrong with wanting to explore your sexuality, especially when you're young, you should, because you know, one day, if you want to be in a monogamous relationship, which I like monogamy personally, like that's another thing I've learned over the years. I like to commit to one person and to focus on, on one person that that's more of my thing like creating a, a mate, having a teammate, like that's how I, I like to look at love. And then, you know, anything else, it's just, you let into your circle if you want to, like I'm protective when I'm in love. But when you're 18, 19, 20, you know, especially nowadays, kid, you're, you're curious, you know, you're, you're probably gonna have more than one partner. I mean, that's just whatever. But to jump into the idea of shooting porn, that's pretty heavy and it's, Sure, people make it seem like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, media is portraying, like, porn as such a normal thing, you know? And I have, like, some uncomfortable feelings around it, having worked in it. Like, and this, people have called me a hypocrite before for feeling this way. But, like, I don't really think porn is a positive thing most of the time. I honestly think that it's caused more problems to society than than good things and um there's plenty of ways that you can explore your sexuality without having to put it on camera and uh and this is coming from me you know because i you know i think that it, it creates this overstimulation and it creates this normalcy that like oh I'm, I just want to jerk off and watch people. And, you know, instead of like having a connection with your partner and I mean, I guess people can do both, but if you think like how life was 30, 40 years ago, like before the internet was a huge thing, I felt like there was more compassion in relationships, like maybe not so, but I just feel like people were more loyal to each other in a sense. Like now it's like, oh, it's okay for you to just constantly watch porn in the other room while your wife is asleep, you know, like, because I'm not really that happy with my sex life. So I'm just going to go watch all these younger women. Like it's created this like sort of toxic addiction to like wanting something else that you can't have. And I think that's kind of scary. Um, and I, I've never even been into watching porn. Like it's not really my thing. I don't, I like to just close my eyes or, or, 
if, you know, I don't even, I don't even really masturbate. I don't have to, you know, cause I'd like to think that I get everything I need from my sex life, but it kind of scares me that some people they're like never satisfied now. Like they're always like, Oh, well, I, you know, tonight I could watch a threesome tonight. I could watch a DP can, tonight. I could watch, you know, interracial, interracial porn tomorrow. I can watch Asian porn. You know, it's like people become so overstimulated instead of just being happy with what they have. And I mean, you hear like of stories that now I know a lot of men that can't even have an orgasm in person with a woman because they're so addicted to porn. Like they're so used to watching people on the internet, this virtual fantasy. But then when they're in real life, they like have different expectations or it's not what they, it's not what they're used to seeing. And like, it's really created this toxic mindset. I mean, maybe it could help people too. And I'm not trying to like demonize it, but I would tread carefully, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think it does more harm than good. And most people don't have the self-control to not let it get inside their brain too much. And um, I just think that, yeah, they should raise the age. They should do it to like 20 or 21 years old before you should shoot porn. And that would help everyone. It would also maybe prevent like pedophilia from becoming a thing. Cause like the whole category, like teen, teen porn is, is just fucking weird. Okay. And like, I'm not the first woman to say this, but it's weird. It's creating this society where it's like, oh, how young is too young? Wink, wink, you know, like, oh, fresh out of high school, wink, wink. It's fucking weird, dude. You know, I mean, like, we shouldn't be doing this to young girls. Uh, like, we should allow women to, like, get comfortable within their own skin before they make a major decision like that. But anyways, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a little bit of a, a rant. But, like, you understand what I'm saying. So tread carefully. No, just, yeah, I'm, I'm 100%. I'm honestly, like, 5 million percent on board with everything you're saying. And I enter, I mean, well my role in the industry as sort of like a rogue outsider it's i'm almost like a vigilante when it comes to this stuff because i'm i'm in the space to to bring voices like yours on these issues to um to more ears and to more it's about shamanism i mean there's a, for me i, I sort of created an, an initiative because of the abuses that were happening that came to light you know several years ago i decided to you know um I had hung up my spurs from adult, you know, like 10 years prior. And then some scandals started coming out and, and really harsh stuff that was just like, okay, I got to, I can't just stand by and like, let this stuff happen. I'm not going to go in, you know, guns blazing or anything, but I will, I will show up and present what I believe to be a, a, a shamanic pornography where you're actually able to see how sexuality and sexual energy and spirituality can be used to help people heal from childhood trauma, from um, the trauma of being a sex worker of any kind, just all of the emotional stuff of, of just living in, in this world. And it actually can be literally a force for, for good and healing and, uh, and, and for it to be redemptive and educational and not just like sex ed educational. This is a, you know, like not, not I mean, it's cool because there, there is, as an art form, it's really infinite and it can really express 
any vibe, any energy, any level of consent, any sort of like diversity of things. And so, you know, the, I, I would just, I would love to see the more conscious people really eclipse the toxic people and have, and have people pay for the, the, the ethical porn that, uh, that is going to protect people and give them the, the human decency and the rights and the education and training that they need um, to make smart decisions. But it's like, well, in the word, the word really is what you're describing. It's predatory, just like the predatory lenders in the housing bubble in 2008 and the predatory payday loans and the predatory uh, uh, fast food. And it's just like this crack cocaine, this freebasing of sexuality. That's, that's the way I look at it. And so you were like, you got rolled up into a lot of that and you came out really with this perspective and, and, and I'm, I'm there with you. There's, there's obviously, you know, brain science that the brain is not fully developed um, until maybe even the mid twenties. And so it's like, yeah, if you, I could see, I could see a place for really, for me, like a sacred way for people if they really wanted to say like the way, like if, if I could, if I could, not be paternalistic, but say, let's say I, let's say I had a daughter and I'm, I'm now at an age where I, I could have a daughter right now, theoretically or hypothetically, that was like your age when you got into this. And the conversation that I would have now would be like, you know, let's understand the stories of people like Felicity and understand the dynamics of the predators out there who are going to manipulate and, and abuse and, and trick and, um, create a, a whole facade a whole deceptive uh situation where where you are tempted by the money you're tempted by the attention and and, and it may help uh, it may help uh, at least temporarily get beyond some of the insecurities and whatnot but there is like you said it comes with a price and you can't really predict the future and so like the thing that's most beautiful to me is when i see like um, performers do content trades with their friends and so there's like no ickiness at all. And if they want to like share that with the world, you know, I agree with you that it, that you should not jump right into, into um, creating content that you can't control. Like you can't take it down from every site. It'll get breached. It'll get leaked. You know, it'll get hacked up and you know, you'll never be able to track it back down again. So like, I definitely feel like, yeah, you're, you, you should be very careful about um, anything that you put, into that that medium of, of the camera um, but if I, I just I'm very happy to see now you know we're looking back on on the evolution of the business of the industry and it's like this breaking free of the solopreneur away from the agents and the studios and the managers and and the websites that take their you know it's like well yeah we still rely on some platforms and whatnot but even the margins are getting better and the rights are getting better of how you control your content so it is kind of almost like um, like in the punk scene i remember the generation right before me i was the first generation of american punk rock you know, even as a street kid, American punk rock street kid, where where the population of neo-Nazi skinheads had been pretty much stamped out. Um, so I didn't have to, like, fight for my life just to have a punk show where we didn't get raided by, you know, uh, by that that element because people did lose their teeth and get scarred for life and get maimed in that battle. And so in a sense, like, you sounds like you kind of 
went through hopefully the last some of the last chapters where that power dynamic of of those those predators in the industry it's always been like that but now it's like you could if you were starting out now you might might have almost like a 50 50 chance of hooking up with like a feminist ethical porn studio that pays you just as much if not more and caters the set with healthy food and gives you breaks and respects your do and don't list and it's like um it's interesting how how that's evolving i guess uh you know yeah i don't want to take up too much of your time but uh how would you how would you feel about um spending some extra time um just talking about what if anything is hopeful for you assuming and we both agree that it's like yeah you shouldn't just go yolo with this like you really gotta you can't you gotta acknowledge that you cannot think about the future you won't you can't in that age in the early age of development you have tunnel vision for like the weekend you know you can't you're not going to be able to think about what your wife future wife and kids or husband and kids or whatever how they're going to feel about it you just can't so that's that's like it's a real paradox right there and and i think we can agree on that for sure but let's just say for for anybody of any age um you know who are who are exploring this or want to explore it like are there um it may not, it may not be that, I mean, maybe you will, maybe you'll do like your own sort of um, holistic kind of um, burning angel type thing or something, you know, you could totally do that. doesn't sound like that's like what your, your, that doesn't sound like it's your passion now, but if it, but are you aware of, or do you have, you know, you could give, you know, shout people out if you wanted to, but even if it's not like a studio or a producer or anything by name, I'm just kind of wondering if you feel like um, if there is like a, a, what do you call it like a separate track like if someone was getting into this and saying like yeah just spend extra time not only thinking about it but also exploring different offers because you know just because the first one that gets shoved in your face is really toxic if you were to keep shopping yourself around you might find something that is actually really um, either what you want to be doing or you know I don't it could be more vanilla or mellow or it's just at least something where it's like you don't go all in in the deep end head first you know what i mean so just yeah i'm curious yeah. if you have like a positive kind of spin on on, on what what is helpful <laughs> despite everything we agree is bad yeah no i mean it's and it's hard because i don't want to talk in in a complete negative way about the adult industry because you know there is there are positive aspects to it i mean even for me there was some positive things that came from it. Like for instance, I became more, I guess, comfortable with my own sexuality. Cause I learned, I learned a lot about what I like and what I don't like. And I was able to get paid for that and make a living in a flexible way. You know, like I had said, um, it allowed me sort of to develop a social media following um, in a sense, but I guess I wanted to talk about that before and I forgot, but I mean, that, you know, that's another thing because, you know, my audience, they're following, however you want to say it. It, it can be kind of limiting because like when people know you from porn, it's been a more so a questionable thing for me because sometimes my loyal fans and, and people that are, are good people that have a you know a, 
our, our somewhat intelligent people realize that, okay, this woman does porn, but she also does a lot of other things with her life. And my real fans or friends know that porn is not my life. Like porn is just really a small part of it. And they see me as a person and an individual rather than some sexual object. But, um, you know, it can sort of create a, a, a weird type of following around you that you might not want. So that's something to also kind of be aware about, you know, like you, you, you do attract a lot of different walks of life from working in the adult industry. And these people are looking at you usually in a sexual way. So sometimes you might not always want that attention and you're kind of asking for it when you do that. So that's something to kind of be aware about. But as far as, you know, positivity, I, I if there, you know, I, I think that people that have good moralities around human rights and sexuality, that if they were pursuing into making their own company or, or, or just starting out on their own, I would try to just brand and market yourself first before jumping into a company and using them as a platform to get bigger. Because I mean, that's what a lot of porn stars do initially, they work with some well-known companies that sort of put them on the map. And then from there, they kind of just expand and grow and then they get more work. And, but it can be sometimes hard on you because you, you like, every, when there's a new, when there's a new performer that's starting to get popular, you get a lot of work really quickly which is overwhelming at first. Cause you're like, whoa, you know, I'm getting all this attention. I'm making all this money. All these people want to work with me. It feels great, right? It's like a boost to your ego, but then it starts to slow down because there's always a new person coming in. There's then they're always also looking for these younger girls that are coming in, you know? And then like, there's companies that will wait to a, till a girl turns 18 and then will approach her like, like scouts. In at you know in sports, there's scouts in porn. It, it's fucking crazy, but because they just want to get that perfect content, you know, the younger the better and more pristine looking. And so, I think if I were you know giving advice to someone that really wanted to get into it, like that was their dream, that's what they wanted for themselves. Okay, I think that you should brand yourself a little bit first and not jump into these companies. Like you were saying, like maybe make your own content, explore your own body by yourself first. Maybe you start webcamming, get used to interacting with people on camera, get used to just being in front of the camera and opening up your sexuality like that first. If that feels comfortable for you and you really enjoy it, then maybe move forward. But just also remember that, you know, webcam is usually more discreet and it's not, you know, you don't have to put that content out there unless you want to. I mean, just, just things like that. You know, if you're able to commit to that and you like it, then maybe move forward. Like just test the waters. I mean, being impulsive, kind of like how I was, which I began, I mean, I guess like I started with this, Third things first and then I got into porn but still like I made a pretty drastic jump that I don't think I was ready for so I would just say that I would say like focus on branding yourself first and getting comfortable with yourself 
And then maybe if, you know, approach other performers, if you're really, you know, into watching other people and whatnot, maybe approach people that you would like to work with and see if maybe they would want to work with you and work with people that you think you would genuinely, you know, connect with um, and try that. Or maybe, you know, you want to have a partner and ask your partner, hey, if you're in a, if you're in a monogamous relationship, maybe ask your partner, hey, I really think, you know, I want to get into the adult industry, but why don't we shoot content together? Like, why don't we create our own site together? You know, and you're with someone that you love and you're comfortable with, and maybe you want to try doing that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, being true to who you are. Like, don't just go into it for the wrong reasons. I mean, I, I think I went in for it for the wrong reasons initially. And then I sort of just put myself in a, in a position where I'm like, okay, well, I'm in it, so I might as well make the most of it. But if I could have done things differently, I probably would have, you know? So I just think there should be a, a very, there's a, there should be a responsibility around sex. Like there, it's just like food. People can get addicted to it. You can get addicted to it like drugs. I mean, sex is a gift that humans, we have. I mean. <laughs> I love having sex when, when I'm in love with someone, especially when I'm connected with someone and you have sex with them and you're making love. That is one of the best feelings in the world. I mean, I, I love that. It, it makes me feel like I'm connecting with the divine. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's beautiful, but when it becomes this sort of unappreciated thing and like we, we kind of just take it for granted and, you know, people are just, watching porn all day and they they lose sight of sort of what it is to enjoy sexuality i think that's where it gets lost and i think that's kind of sad and sometimes i feel like society's heading in that direction a little bit because everything is so easy like everything's free just go on the internet you know and it's also creating this echo where the younger generations coming in they are having these like crazy expectations of what sex is like and what people should look like and what the interaction should be like. And that's kind of scary, you know, to think that they're not focusing on learning about themselves and embracing their sexuality, maybe with someone they trust, like instead they're just watching porn and did they think like, Oh, this is how it should be. Especially like these young males, you know, and I, I have to send you this podcast about sexuality this this man he's a buddhist and he's a guru and he talks all about sexuality and it's unbelievable but that podcast changed my life he he said some of the most insightful things that blew my mind it really blew my mind and it totally changed my perspective on even just just basic things that i you know, I considered myself, I, I consider myself like educated and knowledgeable about sexuality, but this was just on another level. Um, and it made me like rethink a lot of things, you know, about society and porn and, and couples. And it, it just, I, I got to send that to you, but you know, awesome. one thing. Yeah, he, please do. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, he, he's written books too. And one thing that he said was that humans need to have a level of self-control especially men when it comes to their sexuality because when they're constantly jerking off 
and ejaculating, they relate the release of ejaculation to this pleasure and to sex. And instead of being able to control it and, and connect with the woman and, and be it as it should, as humans are designed, they lose sight of what the gift of sexuality really is. And granted, you know, of course, there's men that like don't have a partner. And I understand that like, they watch porn because they they're not able to maybe get intimate with a woman. But even that I think like having responsibility watching porn is just as important as how you would have responsibility with a partner, because you can get addicted to it. And it literally releases neurotransmitters in your brain. And it can make you addicted to it. Like just like a drug can. It's that release, you know, that dopamine and serotonin that's coming in. People want that all the time and they don't know how to stop it. And then all of a sudden you start getting overstimulated and, and nothing works and you keep needing more and more and more to get that. And that can be dangerous. So I just sort of, you know, the awareness, discipline, those things that apply to everything in life, you know, including sexuality. And the more like you treat sex with like you treat sex with honor and you respect the body and you respect sex like then it becomes more meaningful and it means something but so yeah i don't know i i'm getting like a little uh <laughs> spirit no, here great. but you yeah, know this, well believe me no this is the place to be woo woo and new like this is what it's all about i mean you're 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 speaking my language and it's really it's really actually extremely um invigorating for me to hear the, to hear you say these words because it also um that people think that someone like me is like oh you're just a white knight you want to come in there and tell people not to have fun and you know you want to put these rules on them and make them make it into a religious thing or even a cult or something it's like no this is ancient wisdom about how the body works and how you know these gifts we have so you know the more people like both of us you know who are who have had negative experiences and who actually are reflecting on things and actually not like um you know i think a, a, something i would i would uh comes to mind is a, a really good friend uh i would say a really good cyber friend it's one of those you know people that you never you haven't met but you've connected with in many ways online a, a former um uh frequent guest on the podcast uh he's like a very successful male sex worker and built a whole career in vegas and he said something interesting about vegas he's just like if you are not disciplined and you want to like play the adult industry game in vegas on whatever level you know this place just systematically eats people alive you know so it, it's like if you it's a rare person who can be in the eye of the storm of all the temptation and all of the addiction and whatnot and actually rise above it and actually not not go and hide in the Himalayas in a cave and you know in silence but but actually be in the the primal and the the, the sort of the very um in, in the meat space, like in the flesh and live that that's kind of the tantric, um, at least the sort of so-called left-hand tantrism of being able to actually not just be in the clouds and your, you know, in your meditations, but actually enjoy the body as well. And, and, and literally be, that's what holistic is, right? It's like, uh, if you're being holistic, you're factoring in 
all of the different components that you can possibly conceive and you're always willing to be open-minded to add new information. So, you know, I really hope that the people who listen to this from your, your camp and my camp, like they, they really feel that, that, um, that sense of empowerment and, and discipline and liberation. And I think it does for both of us, it all comes down to having sort of a, a real self love of the body temple and to want to share that with people in a good way. And uh, if that involves, you know, the camera, then, um, you know, we can always improve on that. And we shouldn't, we should definitely not accept the industry the way it has been or the way it is. And I think you have proven that you can be that maverick and, uh, and also, um, you know, treat the whole industry as a stepping stone rather than the other way around. That's probably what I think is most beautiful about what you're sharing and what I think is, is going to continue to shine. So here we are a few years later, who knows where we'll be at, you know, next time we, we circle up for, for this conversation, but I am so glad to know that you are continuing to really rock on. And, um, and I want to say, yeah, I want to give it back to you for if you want to give a closing, you know, any closing thoughts and words and, and certainly direct people to the best places they can go, not just to jerk off to porn, but actually to appreciate all of your other gifts from all of your other chakras, your throat chakra, the music, the all of the, you know, all the other um, all, if all the other chakras that are expressed in all of your other works, like what's the best way for people to go and, uh, and really feast on the buffet of you that you've created for people to enjoy? Oh, well, thank you. Um, flattered again. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great talking and having this conversation. Especially, you know, it's refreshing too to talk to a male that also has a level of awareness and spirituality and just appreciation and, and looks at it beyond just the physical realm, you know? And, and I think that's what, there's a lot of superficial people um, that I like to say, they sort of just dwell on the surface, you know, and they're, they're, don't, they're either afraid or they're ignorant to sort of gain a level of depth. And I don't want to say that th these are bad people, but I feel like these are people that haven't really tapped into what's within them. They're kind of just living day by day and going through the motions and haven't really explored themselves or, or what they're really, what, what they're really have inside and what they have to offer. And um, sometimes that re results in, in people having like very superficial perspectives on, on sex and, just just basic things like that so i i think you know working on developing more self-awareness and just unconditional love like showing showing appreciation for yourself for other people and being aware that there's a lot more to the picture sometimes than what you think and to just go deeper and to think more it just become more aware i mean i, I am a very I, I analyze a lot and I overthink things sometimes, which is sometimes not a gr the greatest thing, but it at least allows me to take a step back sometimes and think like, okay, this happened or the universe is telling me this, you know, wh what, I, what am I going to learn from this? And, and how could I potentially use this information or experience to not only help myself, but now absorb this, work with it, 
and then express it so I can maybe help other people and, and inspire other people to either think before they act or to just explore deeper within themselves. Like and ask yourself, what do you want? What feels right? And you know, how can I make myself better? How can I help other people? So anyways, um, thank you again for having me on yeah. here and we'll talk soon. I'm going to, I'll send you that podcast and uh, yeah, just, uh, we will be in touch. Awesome. So is it, what, what's the best, is there like a main website that people should go to and then they can find everything or do you want to send, you know, um, shout out the links and then I'll, I'll also include them, you know, in the notes of the, the podcast as well. But, uh, but if someone listening uh, wants to go check out your stuff um, is what's the best place to do that for, uh, or places. Yeah. Um, my, my website is felicityfueled.com. That's kind of just the motherboard where I put all my links and, info basic stuff um i'd say my best social media is twitter it's just felicity x feline and then i mean if you just google felicity feline my facebook will come up and my instagram is just official felicity feline it's private though because my my instagram got deleted um my public one so now i just i just have a private one and i'm being a little bit more low-key on there uh and if people want to follow my podcast it's fairly new but this episode will be on there too uh it's just felicity fueled um and also you give a shout out too because i will put this podcast on mine so cool. where can people reach you oh right um just uh well actually at this very very moment um tantrapunk.com is is going into a, a cocoon for a major reboot but please just bookmark it go there right now it's basically as i mean maybe by the time this is out i might even i might even change it but i'm just um doing some some reverse or some some re-engineering of the, the the website architecture so for now go to tantrapunk.com and it'll go straight to my spotify and uh also have this podcast running on soundcloud so um really you you can go to tantrapunk.com bookmark it and just keep checking back because it's going to come back with um with all of the all of the features that it had before and many more um but yeah you can also just uh, i don't want to i don't like well duck duck go is a more privacy respecting search engines so i would say feel free to turn the uh the moderate safe search off your browser and go on duck 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 go and search tantra punk and you will find a lot of fun stuff that way as well so um yeah i appreciate that opportunity and i always love doing the split split podcast it feels like split vinyl records where you do an ep and there's one band on one side and one band on the other you know so appreciate yeah that yeah it's good oh, stuff Totally. It's just the easy way to cross promote, help each other out, you know, and yeah, um, I'd like to think too, you know, I, I would want people to hear this on my podcast too, you know, so it, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it will be good. Um, but yeah, Felicity Fuel too. I'm on SoundCloud and Apple Music uh, cool. or Apple Podcasts, my bad. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I guess that that's the main things I would say. Um, other than that, thank you for having me and we'll be in touch. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I look forward to next time and uh, we'll yeah, hopefully be in touch soon. So have a great rest of your evening and take care. Namaste. Sounds good. Bye, Ben. I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's always a pleasure talking to Ben. He's a great person. He's got a great mind and I love having genuine conversations with people that 
are open-minded and aren't afraid to dive deep into different topics and perspectives. And that's what helps us learn about ourselves and society and different industries. And it also allows us to enlighten who we are and to learn about who we are as people and to embrace ourselves so we will be happier and more comfortable with who we are. And that's really all I want to try to do is just help people get onto that enlightenment, right? So we all just want to be happy and just make the most of this life. So that being said, I hope that you took something from this and you enjoyed it. And if you have any suggestions, thoughts, or comments, or maybe some ideas of other people that would want to be on this podcast, feel free to email me at felicityfueled at gmail.com. And I look forward to, I look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you guys soon. So have a great day, be safe, and keep kicking ass in life. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Felicity Fueled podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to subscribe so you can stay in the loop. Thanks again for your support. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.